0: joined in this segment by Josh Sharpies with the Illinois Fuel and Retail Association. Josh, good morning and uh, first of all, you know, I'm, I know I'm not uh, speaking directly to your members, but uh, thanks for the great job that you guys have done during this pandemic. I think that it's it's worth noting that uh, I don't know of any outbreaks that have happened at any, uh, you, know, you know, fuels, definitely gas stations for one, but also very little at retail. You know, th- this has been a great job done by your members to to keep everyone yeah. safe.
1: And, and convenience stores in general have been—they uh, have skipped line? a beat.
0: No, they've they they, skipped they, a beat. Many of them have not closed one day. <laughs> You've yeah. been going to one every morning, Chris. That's getting your, uh, exactly, getting yeah. your jumbo drink full of what are you drinking there? What is that? Diet
2: Pepsi. Oh, okay, it's Diet Pepsi. Well,
1: oh, yeah. he gets one of those big uh, styrofoam cups every morning. But, yeah, Josh, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for taking uh,
2: time with us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks. You, uh, thanks so much for the compliments, and thanks for uh, uh, for having me on. I couldn't agree more. Our members have been deemed essential since day one, and they've never closed. And um, I'm, I'm in total agreement. Uh, we haven't had, uh, at least that I know of, any kind of uh, outbreak or anything really go bad in the fuel and convenience area uh, during this whole pandemic. So I appreciate you guys saying that, and thanks again.
0: Well, it needs to be noted here, and that which has got to be the frustration about the mask law of making you guys be the police for all of this. You know, you, you are the people that are going to have to enforce this, you know, with your customers. Uh, what is the mood of your association about that?
2: Well, I think we're extremely disappointed uh, in, in the way the rule was crafted because it didn't have to be like this. I think we were very clear in the weeks that led up to the rule uh, with the administration, with other lawmakers – but, I mean, we would go to the podium and stand with you if you guys want to do a mask rule, I mean, and, and, and enforce it. But the enforcement can't be on us because businesses don't wear masks. People don't wear masks, and they should be the ones responsible, uh, ultimately, if they don't do it. Uh, we don't believe there's anything wrong with that, with that fine or that penalty going to the individual as opposed to business. And now we've got a rule that, unfortunately, causes us to confront customers. And uh, if customers you know break the rule, uh, we get the fine. So for us, we just think that's inherently unfair, and the rule is very poorly drafted. And that's that's the reason us, and along with a lot of other business groups, ultimately opposed it.
1: And when I um, talked with uh, the Retail Merchants Association's Rob Carr uh, right after the j meeting, I um, sure. asked him, uh, you know, are you looking at uh, possible legal options here, uh, possible litigation? Uh, he said sure. he's not ruling anything out, but I'll ask you that same question. Um, I mean, if, if uh, employers are going to be facing... Uh, you know, not just a, a warning, but possibly up to $2,500 in fines. And even some Republicans on J. who voted to suspend this rule, said they still had concerns. It could lead to, you know, a misdemeanor crime uh, for yeah. for the business owner. So sure. um, are you guys uh, also keeping your options open when it comes to uh, litigation?
2: Uh, absolutely. We absolutely are. And um, I, I don't want to speculate too far as to what that litigation might, might look like. But I might even go and say not only are we keeping our, our options open, I would say it's. Probably likely, I think the rules got some uh, deficiencies, some legal deficiencies that uh, we could very easily um you know take to court.
0: Josh Sharp is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY from the Illinois Retail and Fuel Association. And Josh, you know, when, when it comes back to this, what are some of the stories that you've heard from some of your members as far as trying to enforce this? I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's a little bit of teeth in this executive order with the assault charges being felonies. And that yeah. obviously worked by the legislature and that uh, transfers over into this COVID policing thing. But, but what have been what has been some of the feedback from some of the merchants?
2: Well, when it comes to enforcement, I think we saw early on that some stores, uh, I mean, this was a new thing for everybody, right? I think some of our, our members tried to do this very early on. I mean, I'm talking in March and early April where, uh, you know, they would tell people uh, when they came in the store essentially what to do, put a mask on, you know, do this or that. And to be honest, it didn't go over well. I mean, we had, you know, some some store employees assaulted You know, there were confrontations between customers. It was just not a good environment to put people in. Again, because, you know, we we run fuel and convenience stores. We're not police officers. So I think a lot of them backed off that. And what we would do is try to make everybody aware of the little, you know, posting signage, putting things at the counter, doing the best we could to make people aware of what they should be doing. But we stopped short of, you know, confronting them. Unfortunately, the, this law brings that back full circle. Too, I mean, one of the two things we're supposed to do is, is verbally, you know, confront people about not wearing a mask, and then if they don't comply, we're then supposed to, you know, ask them to leave the premises. Um, again, that's making us into, uh, you know, effectively law enforcement officers that are responsible for enforcing this rule, and it just doesn't lead to good outcomes. We we know what that looks like. We did this in some of this in March and April.
1: Josh, there's a a lot of uh, uh, things on the table there with you guys have been um, open since day one of the pandemic. Um, What are some of the other other issues you guys have uh, run into uh, with the pandemic, Uh, be it the the regulations from the states, be it the the posting of signage? What are some of the other things the pandemic's created uh, that could be uh, uh, burdensome uh, for your association members?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, this one is really the first one that's, you know, I think really hit home. I do have to say, and been, been frankly the most difficult to deal with has been this uh, enforcement of this rule that we're now uh, that's now been put upon us to to execute. But I think the other kind of burdensome thing that's been, uh, you know, very tough uh, since this all started is just the enhanced, I would say, sort of sanitization of everything. I think people don't often see the back end of what goes on. Uh, at a gas station or convenience store, and we have, you know, extra staff. We have extra cleaning supplies. We've got, you know, extra hours in there for people to do the cleaning. Uh, but they're doing a great job of it. As you mentioned earlier, uh, we haven't had any outbreaks. You know, we haven't had uh, any big issues in our, in our industry in the retail side of fueling um, related to the pandemic.
0: The other part of this that, that is going untold right now and flying under the radar is the increase in the minimum wage. Right. That, and, and I know yeah. a lot of people would say, well, that's too bad. A lot of convenience stores are owned by cor- big corporations anyway. But uh, some of them aren't. And, and uh, you know, how has this played out with your membership?
2: Yeah, that's been a very difficult... I mean, last year was very difficult. I think uh, in the minimum wage hike had a lot to do with it. We had the uh, gas tax, you know, effectively uh, double in the state. Cigarettes went up by a dollar a pack. Um, mm-hmm. Because the tax was raised on them, those are three big, uh, three really big hits um, for our industry that happened all at once, and then we had the pandemic, you know, happen on top of it. So, yes, I mean, the minimum wage hike, I would say, has made made business difficult for a lot of my members. Um, like you just said, they're not all huge corporations. You know, uh, locally, we have a chain of uh, gas station convenience stores. They own about you know six to ten uh, properties in, in central Illinois. That's not a huge business by any means, and um, I know it's been difficult for them to adjust to all of those different, you know, regulatory hurdles.
1: Well, and then you've got uh, you members of your association who are uh, living and operating in border communities, you know, like the yeah. Quad Cities, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Just across the yeah. uh, throw a stone, and it's cheaper to it's a, operate a business in a different state.
2: It, it really is, especially especially when you get into you know selling gas. I mean, the, the, the difference in gas prices, especially as you go west. From Springfield over towards Missouri is uh, staggering. Illinois has roughly, I think, by the time you you factor in the average um, tax on a gallon of fuel in Illinois, it's about fifty-three cents a gallon. And in Missouri, it's seventeen cents. So I mean, it's almost you know triple um, in in the state of Illinois. Sure. So it, it, it's exceptionally difficult for those border guys to you know continue to to sell gas.
0: Yeah. And then you couple that with Kentucky, too. You know, not only is their yep. gas tax lower, but their cigarette tax is lower, too. I mean, that's like four bucks a pack compared to eight, yeah. you know, I mean yeah. that, that that that's a surrounded blow too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I always try to remind legislators, you know, Illinois is not not an island. You know, we have we have these other states around us. And, and frankly, a lot of Illinois population lives near the border. So, you know, it's very easy for people to go elsewhere and get competitive prices.
1: Josh Sharp, greatly appreciate your time, Illinois Fuel and Retail Association, and uh, just real quick here, is this this is the same group as the convenience store group, and the um, um, had a different name, right? Not yeah, too long we
2: we recently changed our name. Thanks for uh, for bringing that up. We uh, we were for many years the Illinois Petroleum Marketers Association and Illinois Association of Convenience Stores, which
1: can be a mouthful for reporters, by the way. Yeah, right, yeah. When I have That's to right. uh, you know ex- yeah. say who you're with, but
2: Absolutely. It's about full for me, too. So uh, we, we clean things up a little bit. We simplified our name, and uh, we have a new new website. If anybody wants to go out there and check it out, that's FuelingIllinois.com. And uh, we just relaunched a couple weeks ago with, uh, with our new logo and month.
0: All right. Terrific. Well, it. it. Sounds good, Josh. Listen, thanks for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you having me on.